0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Welcome in to another exciting edition of 11 Personnel. I'm Nick Roush. Joined as always by my good pal Adam Luckett who is ready to rip and roar all the way down to the Grove to check out, to watch the Wildcats take down the 14th. Ranked Rebels at Ole Miss. Luckett, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are we two
0: days before you? Is it a day before you? You rolling out Thursday or Friday? Friday morning. Leave the Luckett house Friday morning. Uh, pretty pumped, Nick. Like this is this is the good stuff. Like this is why we do this. Um, pretty excited to get down there, to see Oxford for the first time. First ever time for me being in the great state of Mississippi. Whoa. It's, and so I'm just I'm just excited. I'm really excited to see all the Kentucky fans down there. I just more so than the tailgate. I hate the. It's just going to ruin Friday night, and Friday night is usually my favorite part of these road trips. So that stinks. But hey, ruin? That, well, like it. We not ruin, but it won't be the same. It won't be the same.
1: I mean, I, speak for yourself. I remember. <laughs> A noon kickoff on New Year's Day last year, and I was
0: ripping and roaring late. Um, what what excuse do you have? That's true. Getting back to the hotel is my biggest worry. Um, we're about thirty miles out. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna have to figure all that out. Um, but yeah,
1: yeah, that's not the same. You're right. It's a yeah, little different.
0: I, yeah, but I do have a buff uh, breakfast buffet at the hotel again, like I had in the Citrus Bowl, which was a game changer. Yeah. Um, there in the morning, so that will be uh, that. The Hampton Inn will uh, hopefully have a nice little spread for me to get the day That's a good
1: one. Yeah, I was speaking with somebody who got a spot in Oxford. And, uh, you know, quality inns don't have the most quality reviews. Like, (laughs) man, the one thing that is high quality at the quality inn, that breakfast bar, they get the sausage. Really, if you just put sausage gravy on your breakfast bar, you got me sold. Just covering
0: on everything. Biscuits, gravy, and then sausage links. That's all I need, yeah. You, get, you oh. get that, and then we're ready. We're ready I mean, to go to town.
1: In like unlimited coffee, like I want my mouth, yeah. to be sweating. It's so dry because I've just dehydrated. I'm full of, um, you know, white beer and white coffee.
0: Let uh, waffle maker is a kid's game. Let, let them mess with it. Just give me <laughs> coffee black, sausage link, some biscuits and gravy, and boom, ready to go. What,
1: one thing I have never tried, but I, I. I it probably wouldn't be bad is to do the gravy over the waffle maker. Like to, to like you never think to do it, but I would think that it would be like you get little pockets of sausage gravy held in the waffle. You're, like, you're like,
0: really getting into the Mississippi here. Uh, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can find a restaurant down there that, that, that does that. Um, <sighs> Nick, I've heard a lot of people are stopping in Memphis for barbecue, um, which is a genius. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but genius. If you're doing that, I highly recommend interstate barbecue. Um, excellent, excellent when I had it in 2017. I know Rendezvous is kind of the big place for the ribs, but Interstate Barbecue from
1: – Top notch. Um,
0: yeah, pound for pound, that's the best I've ever had. I, my,
1: I'm a I'm a Owensboro mutton guy and also Carolina gold. I love mustard-based things. Uh, my son likes to say, ew, dad, mustard. But I, I don't care. I love it. Um, either way, I don't think you can go wrong. I know a lot of folks are doing – uh, as you said, like the stopping in Memphis for Friday night. Never been to Beale Street, but I would imagine that's a good time as well. Beale Street's fun.
0: Beale, probably the best Tim Roof I've ever been to is on Beale Street. Oh,
1: wow. That's a compliment right there. So if you're
0: looking for a local Tim Roof, that, go to that. That one's pretty pretty nice. 2017 Sweet 16, Final Four, or Sweet 16 Elite Eight, the Luke mm-hmm. May game. I was down there. Um was fun until that shot, but God. Memphis, good time. Love Memphis.
1: Well, it's going to be a good time at Ole Miss this Saturday when the Cats head down to the Grove. Noon kickoff, eleven local time. Look, it, the game did in fact sell out, but I just loved, 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 loved all of the just public shots that Ole Miss was taking at its fans for sucking. Like they are, they were begging for people to go to this football game, and they still kind of are. I, it just, it's hilarious to me. They're pulling out all the gimmicks, and it still just became a shutout. Uh, a few
0: days before kickoff. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see how many Kentucky fans are down there. I think there's going to be a lot. And I don't think – I think Ole Miss fans are going to be surprised by how many Kentucky fans are there. Like, this is – this game has been circled in Sharpie for a lot of people here. And so I'm very excited to see how it shakes out.
1: It's reminiscent of all the LSU fans that made their way up last year, except that I feel like the home team – Kentucky fans were juiced for that LSU game. I don't get the same feeling no. from the Ole Miss fan yeah. Like There's very much a, like, we stink, but we're still going to win kind of vibe I'm getting from them.
0: Yeah, I don't think we're very good, but it's Kentucky. We're going to win by 14, which is the vibe that Kentucky gets every time they go to South Carolina, mm-hmm. which is the vibe they get every time against Florida. And then, Ole Miss, uh, if it ha- you know, just like South Carolina, Johnny Gamecock or Ronnie Rebel is going to walk out. How do we lose to Kentucky? going on and it's just it never ends it never changes it never ends nfl quarterback no nope Oh, we lose to kentucky <laughs> and so maybe they'll be saying that around 2 30 local time in oxford
1: i love that johnny johnny gamecock and ronnie rebel <laughs> we got we got to bring out ronnie rebel more often like it that, that was pretty good um and Let's, let's dive into the reasons why Ole Miss thinks fans think they stink. Um, where do you want to start with that? We could either start with our quarterback
0: or we could start with all the guys that are hurt. Yeah, I think quarterback's the elephant in the room here. Um, Jackson Dart was kind of – Nick, we go back to his recruiting ranking. Like I, He wasn't an afterthought, but he was kind of a l- lower fringe four-star, I believe, going into his senior year. Had a monster senior season, and then um, – Scotty Services fell in love with him. He becomes a top-hundred prospect. He goes to USC. USC's a train wreck. Keaton Slovis gets hurt. He gets to start three games last year. I mean, he was very up and down. Um, you look at him as a prospect. There's a lot of tools and like, playmaking ability, but the questions are playing within structure and um, decision-making. Uh, he's going to make some highlight plays, but he's also going to make some mistakes, and he's got to learn. And so far, that's when Lane Kiffin has had him on a short leash. He hasn't thrown the ball more than 30 times in a game yet, for a team that's averaging right at 75 snaps a game and wants to run tempo, like they're they're just not letting him rip it. Um, when they let they gave Corral a lot of a lot of free run, I think you're seeing a lot like they're running RPOs, Nick. But I think a lot of them are probably design gifts. Um, maybe not wanting him making a lot of decisions out there. Uh, so for him, he's a wild card. Like he's got a lot of potential, and he's got he can make big time throws. So you could see him really like, like carrying Ole Miss to a win, or I could see him just throwing the ball to Kentucky a lot. Um, and you could see Kentucky with, I wouldn't be spra- like, would be shocked if Kentucky had like three interceptions in this game. Um, if it gets to a point where d- Dart's having to drop back, we heard Mark Stoops talk like allude to it. Um, there's not much true drop back game at Ole Miss right now. It's run heavy and play action and QB pool on the zone read. Um, that's really what they're doing on offense. So, for Kentucky, it's all going to be about stopping the run. Yeah, and – You and, have to make dart beat you. I think Kentucky, the, the plan is um, get into the second half, turn this into a Levis versus dart match, and Kentucky feels very, very, very confident that they're, they're going to win that kind of game. A dart match? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I could throw some old darts around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to old campus pub. Uh, that was a great place to drink in college. And like, you know, it's a free activity throwing darts at a board. Um, right. And you brought up the rushing game. He had a buck 16 on the ground last week and it was the most significant snaps he had gotten to that point. But a lot of it's because he did bust off a couple long runs. Um, so like he is uh, a weapon of sorts, but it's not like, this isn't Anthony Richardson back there where you really got to yeah. be. He's an athlete, on.
0: though. He can he can run around. And what's dangerous is they play with so much space. So um, he can get in big patches of grass and go for a little bit. Um, so well, they might they're, they might have to, like, your linebackers are going to have to be careful when defending the run. And not, you know, you're going to have to respect the pull aspect of Darts game.
1: I, I think the part that gives me confidence in Kentucky is that, you, you alluded to it earlier. He's played in, what, like six games, maybe? Uh, six the seventh game. career
0: start. The seventh, right. And we'll he, seventh was,
1: start. he was dividing time, too, with Luke Altmaier in those first At couple beginning. of games as well. Yeah. So, well, I can – like, you're going up against – I know that they do use space to put stress on you, but, like, can't you just see a scenario where Jacquez Jones just starts messing with him? Right. Where, like, him and Square – or showing him stuff pre-snap just to try to get him to throw the football to that slant and then jump into a passing lane. is. Yeah. Th- this is a very experienced Kentucky secondary. And yeah. the part where I think you can exploit it is by just suckering those inexperienced safeties down and then getting the play-action pop shot. But even then, like, Dart doesn't scare me that much in the vertical passing game, and neither do any of the, I mean, like, Jordan Watkins, he doesn't really scare me. Yeah. Mingo's a big guy. But he's not a burner, right? Like, I like Keaton
0: Smith in that lineup as well. They're slow at receiver. They're slow. Uh, Jalen Robinson is their field stretcher. UCF transfer, he's been hurt. Um, that's the one guy that worries me in this game, getting behind Kentucky defense. But Malik Heath and Mingo, I don't like that. They're not I, – I don't worry about them getting deep on a post, right, um, behind you off play action. where It's a lot of like RPO glance and fades that they're throwing to these guys. Mingo um, had a long touchdown in the last game. It was terrible tackling um, by the Tulsa cornerback in two minutes. He just made a cutback and no one was home. It's similar to Florida, there's the receivers just don't scare you, at all Miss. I mean, it's just point blank. They just don't scare you. <laughs> you know, Michael Trigg is probably the one big matchup issue, and he's not been great to start this year.
1: Yeah, four, he, hasn't, he hasn't provided one completion,
0: one catch over 15 yards. Um, he had an up and down fall camp, uh, so like, he's a guy Kiffin I think has confidence in, but it hasn't come yet. Um, hopefully, it doesn't come Saturday. Uh, but it all start it all starts with you know slowing down the run because then you talk about like bluffing and linebackers playing some mind games. You can do that if you have if your front's doing its job and it's getting ball carriers to the ground. Um, Nick, I want to. Uh, I guess well, what do you want to get into next year?
1: Well, yeah. Let's dive into this run game okay. and preface it by the fact that they could be out with three significant pieces in this running game, uh, starting up front with Center Caleb Warren. He had a knee injury and yep. missed like the whole second half, and then some change, right? Like it against yeah, Tulsa, yeah. and then uh, Ulysses, and I forgot Ulysses' last name off Bentley. the top of my head. Bentley. Just because Ulysses is such a freaking awesome name. New um, transfer. Yeah, he uh, he is likely out. Zach Evans is kind of up in the air. Uh, you've had some folks at twenty four seven thinking that he's probably out, whereas the guys at on three have said like, uh, we
0: uh, he might be good to go. So if it smells like he's not practicing this week. He may wake up, see how he wake feels on Saturday morning, and see if he can go through warmups. That's what this smells like to me. So yeah, he could be out, and he's.
1: And he's their best player. I mean, I, I think that's safe yeah. to say, Luckett.
0: Yeah, I mean, their true freshman, Quinshawn Judkins has really been a kind of a revelation. Um, I think he's pretty daggone good. Uh, but, yeah, Evans is their most explosive. Like, that is the most explosive guy. Like, we've seen teams hit screens on Kentucky to this point um, and pop some big runs. Evans is the one that scares you. Like, if he got out in the open field, uh, he's very, very dangerous. Um, so, not having him – is scary, but I do want to, Nick. There's some paper tiger energy with this old Miss team.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Like uh, it was first week of October last year, Nick. Kentucky hosts a Florida team who was four and one in the top or three and one, four and one in the top ten. They had played Alabama close. Everybody was patting them on the back, and they had just rolled up these big rushing numbers. Florida entered that game ranking number three na- nationally um, in r- running yards per game, over 320 yards per game, which was led everyone that's not a service academy. It's number one in the country in yards per rush. I had over a 51 percent success rate. Ole Miss is number four in the nation in rushing yards per game. Minnesota's the only Power Five t- or only non-service academy ahead of them. They're averaging 5.8 yards per rush, which is top ten nationally, uh, over a 51 percent rushing success rate. Florida came in and. The reason I thought like Florida had a heavy advantage in that game is I thought Kentucky would have problems slowing down their ground game. But I learned a lesson that day, um, that you cannot put too much stock into these big run numbers early in the season, especially um, when teams are doing something new, which Ole Miss is kind of doing new and what Florida did do. Once you get some tape, these good SEC defenses figure it out. And that day in Lexington, Kentucky held Florida to 171 rush yards on 39 attempts, 4.4 yards per carry, Forty-one percent success rate, twenty point five percent stuff rate. So that means twenty percent of the runs were no gain or negative loss. If Kentucky does something similar on Saturday, like they're winning by double digits, um, and I think you you could see that. Like I really do think they're gonna have a lot of they're gonna have success running the ball. I like if you had me bet on something, I would I'd be shocked shocked if Florida ran for or excuse me if Ole Miss ran for like 230, 240 yards.
1: Yeah, and especially, especially the way that it's such a point of emphasis on this Kentucky defense. Uh, I, I think if there's anything that worries you, it's the explosive followed by tempo, where you get defensive linemen trapped on the field, right?
0: But even
1: that, that, against that's...
0: Tennessee's tempo, with a back, with they had a bunch of twos and threes playing, they still held Tennessee to like. Un, like right at five, under five yards per carry, 150 yards. Like it wasn't – They in Tennessee busted one long one, I think a 30-yard touchdown. But other than that, it was fine. I just think they, they're they going to have a plan. They're going to figure it out. They've got the front. They've got the bodies. they got the linebackers. Um, they're going to stop – and especially if Evans is out, because what happens is they just have Judkins, really, at tailback. They're, they're going to have to play somebody new at tailback, and who knows what that looks like. And then you're asking a true freshman a second game in a row to carry the ball you know he carried 27 times. times against Tulsa. You're gonna probably ask him to carry the ball 30 times
1: against SEC players too. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, a little bit different. Yeah, um, yeah, and and this is where you alluded to off the top too, forcing Jackson Dart to to try to beat you right. Like that right. that that's the name of this game. Um, it's not just that. You, it's
0: stop the run, then you limit play efficiency of play action, and then if you make him drop back, he's gonna so, throw it to you. That he's got there, he's gonna throw it to Kentucky, and then they just need to capitalize.
1: So, lucky. Like here. Here's my question to you. Here's my counter because I, I I'm pretty confident in Kentucky stopping the run. However, last week Northern Illinois they effectively ran the ball right down Kentucky's throat, and I know that not a lot of people could see it because of the stupid ESPN app. But the Cats got on their heels, and that's one thing a running team. We've seen it with Kentucky over the years. Playing with the lead is important. So. Where is, is – is that just an energy thing? Like, what, what what's what, what what's the, the – because that's really all that's happened is you've given up two long drives to open games, and that's that's about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably going to give up another one on Saturday. Like, uh, Kiffin's going to have a script. What I want to see is make them score in 14 plays. Uh, don't do the Tennessee thing where they score 21 points in nine plays off their opening script. Uh, so, yeah, I, I – I, Nick, I went back and watched the tape. I didn't think the run defense was terrible. They, they caught them early. Um, Kentucky was, comes out Um I thought more of an issue was just the pass defense. Um, I didn't think Zion Childress played very well um, when he came in for Asian. They had a couple busts that led to explosive plays. Um, Northern Illinois went, got into heavy sets, 12 personnel, and like, snuck out a tight end. And I just think they caught Kentucky by a little bit by surprise. So I was more worried, I would say, about the pass defense. I think Kedron Smith, he made a gamble on one big game, yeah, where he comes yeah. inside outside when he you know, if you're gonna break on that route, he probably needed to be inside the defender. So he broke on the wrong side and it created a big game. If he just plays through the man, it's he forces an completion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so I, I I just feel confident with Kentucky's run defense. i I don't know. I just think the I think the defensive line is good, solid. I don't think they're great. I think they're solid. I think they're deep. And I think the linebackers are awesome. Um, well, so I think they're gonna find a way to slow this down. And I think like they, their safeties can tackle too. Um, specifically Jordan Lovett. And I just there's a lot there well, I think to like here.
1: And, for- and that, to- that was I what know. I was gonna add too. Like, I'm just gonna keep being negative, Nancy, to you know, make you defend your takes uh here, Adam Luckett. But Ty Asian out, right? He's been there was a criticism of him early in his career, his inability to step up and make plays against the run. And also, J.J. Weaver. Uh, Asian, too, might play, but he did not play last weekend. He's got a yeah. cast on his wrist. We don't know how limited he is. Well, but yeah. are you still confident, even if both of those guys are sidelined?
0: I get a little worried if Asian's not out there. Um, because of just communication with the tempo and all that. They really need him out there. Uh, I think he's as long as he's progressing, I think he's going to play. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that's something I'll, I'll be locked in on early. Is he, is he playing just one possession again or what they have to do there? Um, so he worries me. For Weaver, I I just think they, they're they probably going to have to play a lot of 5 DBs this week because of Ole Miss's tempo and spread. And even if they had Weaver, I would guarantee Kiffin – it's gonna get would have gotten a lot of wide sets to try to get one of those guys out of the box and take advantage of them in coverage. So they were probably gonna to have to play nickel anyway. What you worry about is like when they get in the red zone, you would want them in to get more stout against the run. And when uh, Wright needs, you know, you don't want Wright playing every snap. You're gonna need him to play a lot of snaps, and you would worry if they get up to 80, 80 some, eighty snaps or so. He's he could be pretty gassed there at the end. Um, well,
1: and and to that point, this is uh, this is where we kind of shift things up. Uh, and start getting into some of what the Kentucky offense needs to do uh, Saturday to, against Ole Miss. There's a lot of like just there's a lot of things that Chris Rodriguez can do to improve this Kentucky football team. And one of them you hit right there on 80 80 some odd snaps, right? If the defense is on the field a lot, Kentucky's explosive, and that's a very good thing offensively. It can erase a lot of mistakes. But you can score too quick and leave your defense vulnerable. So getting Chris Rodriguez back just to chew up some yards, chew up some clock, I think that's a very unheralded aspect of this. I'm not going to – I don't think I need to put on a – he has to get X amount of yards in order for it to be a successful first time out. If he's just able to get those aggravating yards, not only is it going to make those uh, third downs more manageable, but it's really, really going to help the the defense uh, catch some wind against that tempo.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw in the Florida game what Mark Stoops wants to do, right? Get a lead, grind it out. Yeah, so that's where he's (laughs) going to be huge in this game. Four-minute offense, obviously, when you need to run the ball. Um, Ole Miss plays a dime-based defense, which their goal is to take away explosive plays, willing to live with death by paper cuts, right? They're willing to give you four or five yards on the ground. Um, If you want to take advantage of it for Kentucky – it's there as long as the front doesn't whiff on blocks. And so, I think they're going to have success on the ground. I think just having Smoke and Rodriguez be your two guys at tailback, I think, is really big this week. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and not, also – like The drop-off's just been big when Smoke's not in there. The, the first yeah. four
1: games, it just has. And McLean was used lightly. He did have a nice couple plays. He did have night. a nice
0: cut on that toss play.
1: Yeah, know? nice cut. And then he had a nice uh, catch on that third down where he mm-hmm. was the um, – you know, the check down uh, was able to scramble to get that first down. Um, but I also think, too, like they have really talked a lot about his ability to set up runs. And like, and I feel like there's been a like the most successful runs in my eyes uh, have been their pin and pull scheme because yeah. it's pretty like you got this guy, you got this guy. Here's where the hole is supposed to be. Whereas they want to be more outside zone. And that outside zone is really dependent on the running back. Like it's a lot of it's on them to find the cutbacks. And look, at if you go back and watch Monday Night Football this week, Saquon Barkley, he had, it was the most beautiful outside zone run where they got the momentum shifting wide. And I don't even know if he got wider than where the guard initially lined up. Like he didn't have to stretch that far horizontally before the cutback presented itself. And I just don't think the guys they've had in have been particularly good at finding those cutbacks and also setting them up. And when you set them up, sometimes you're just going to have to push through a wall of bodies to get four yards. And that's another thing that Chris Rodriguez brings to the table.
0: Yeah, I think this week specifically by design, Ole Miss is um, light on the edges. Um, they're in the britches. Uh, they're going to play a tight front where kind of you have a nose tackle and then the two ends are going to be kind of head up on the tackles or maybe on the in- inside eye inside shoulder. So they're they going to so pin and pull to the outside and outside zone. I think would be big this week in the run game. Um, we'll see what right. Chris can bring there. Right um, toss plays I think could be have a lot of success. Uh, we'll see what Chris can bring there. But yeah, I think for Kentucky to win this game, like they have. To, have a good running game, not great, but they need to get to like 150 yards rushing because Ole Miss is just giving it to you uh, with the way they play, with the way I think they're going to play. Uh, so you got to take advantage of that, and it's going to, I think, it's going to make p- protection easier when you can establish the run, and it's going to make um, third downs more manageable, like well, you, like you alluded to. And
1: and here's the other side of the coin too is how Chris Rodriguez helps the passing game because that's something that we. You think of Chris, you think of just, like, throwing down dudes and then getting hard-fought yards. But what you don't think about, and th- and this is a stat I really – I'm, I'm going to have it a post later on this week so you can check it out there. But I know that, like, anecdotally, they haven't run play action as much as they did early on in the, week, in the season because they just yeah. they haven't been able to. That boot's been ineffective. That's going to be much more effective. The pass broke. That's going to be much more effective. Like, he's just a bigger body. And then, look, we were standing there on the sidelines at Fan Day when he had that awesome one-handed grab. Like, that
0: was a badass play. There – he should – He's a big part of the offense. Like, <laughs> you know, he's pretty big deal over there. Like, he was going to be an important cog here, and they've played four games without him. So, he's going to change things. And – Like I said, I think there was a drop off, and it's just going to be nice to not have that. And he's going to create runs uh, with his yard after contact ability. It's just going to, I'm excited to see him. Uh, Excited to see what he can do.
1: I hope I muted that. I tried to get to that mute for that sneeze. I don't know if I did or not. I think I didn't hear it. Okay, good, good. Man, sometimes you get the sneeze hits you, and like my whole body just feels like it got to exhale. That was outstanding. Uh, shout out to my radio producer Justin, who says he loves sneezing and would sneeze a hundred times a day if he could. But producers, they're the weirdest people, right, Stephen? Yeah, just a bunch of weirdos. Um, That's
0: why they call him the dingus. <laughs> Not Stephen, but your radio producer. <laughs> um, look it, Nick. I hope you're doing better in PT's picks.
1: I'm leading in PT's. Picks. <laughs> I'm 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 using basically the same picks. On pick three and PT's picks of the week, and I'm first in PT's picks of the week, and I'm one, usually the same. I'm, I'm usually changing like one, right? Like I'll take somebody else's. Like I really liked uh the Arkansas, so I gotta push there. Tell out to yeah. buying a point online. Uh, we'll get to pick three, we'll have that uh for you to view shortly. But I also flipped from Hawaii to New Mexico State in my personal coffers and did well <laughs> there. So I wasn't that confident that bad. I was Oh back. man. We, we, yeah, some stuff so awesome. basically
0: uh you're betting the opposite you're already fading. the fade-rouse principle is strong even in of yourself you're giving picks and, already <laughs> you're, you're giving people picks say this is what I would bet on then you're betting on the opposite so
1: well, yeah that's what they'd be <laughs> doing too they were smart i will say I'm gonna check it out right now like it down at Florida the money on wasn't worth a whole lot right like it was it was very white in the hay. But let me check it right now. Like right now, Kentucky's getting seven points, and it's plus 210. Like, how do you Where not? is it at
0: seven yet? It's at FanDuel. I,
1: I finally got it at DraftKings at seven. It was at six and a half for the longest time. Oh, though. it's and at seven at
0: DraftKings now. I, yeah. I, I, that is the one thing scaring me about this game because I yeah, do it, not. it doesn't make sense. Four was a good line. That's where I would have said it at um, because you do have to give Ole Miss some respect for handling their business against um, – Having good a good team. play
1: caller, right? Like they're at home, you know, yeah. like
0: you you, you give them some benefit
1: of the doubt. But all the line moving that way is – or is this just a logo game, right? Like is this – Well, I like, think
0: uh, if you look up – you know, like you look up Kentucky, you've heard Kentucky can't pass protect. Um, right. Against that, even in the bad teams are getting a lot of sacks on them. Um, people very easily talk themselves into like Richardson was hurt. Against Florida, um, just be that. Yeah, I think logos gets into it there, um, but yeah, I just yeah, uh, it's the, the line's been surprising to me. Um, the team total for Ole Miss is thirty and a half, and I would take that under.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I don't know. I got in a little. Um, I got in a little trouble with that. Last week, betting team total unders, I, I felt feisty there and made a last minute wager, and that didn't didn't go so well. After giving up that opening drive, it was a very low number, a uh, little risky on my end. Yeah, but um, I
0: just it just that's the one thing scaring me. Like, why? I think they set the line right. Why are they so fast to move it?
1: Um, yeah, I, I just don't don't get it. Don't quite understand it. Um, other than a ton of money pouring in for for old old Ronnie Rebel. Um, I want to get back quickly to their defense because um, it is so biz- it's kind of bizarre, right? Like I, I get it against some teams, especially a team like Tennessee, where you've got all those DBs. They're gonna have to change it up, right? Like I mean, especially the way that Kentucky likes to play tight and kind of let the box be crowded up like that. I, I just I just don't know how Brendan Bates is gonna just eat some poor little safety's f- face off. I mean, there's gonna be pancakes all over the field if they keep trying to do this. I don't understand where the advantage is if they yeah stick
0: to that. Let's just let's draw this out right here. Like it's essentially a three-three-three defense with two corners on the outside. So you got three D linemen, you got two linebackers and a safety walked up as like an overhang defender on either side, and then you got three deep safeties. Um, essentially the middle safety, um, deep is kind of the free runner, like the old school Rover Mm -hmm. defenses, where he's going to be, he's read and run the entire time. And then he, if he reads pass, he's going to kind of settle down in the middle of the field uh, and play crossers, um, essentially, unless there's like a pressure package or whatever. Um, So for that, um, they, you're giving ground yards, but you're not trading enough. Like this defense became popular at Iowa state because it just, it, Got it gave air raid teams a lot of issues, um, and it was very good at big play prevention. Uh, and so, like that that is that is where it's got its popularity. Now for Ole Miss, like I, I get why Lane Kiffin likes this defense. He's got an offense he thinks is going to score a lot of points. He just he needs a defense that's going to make teams earn points and not give up a bunch of explosive plays and hopefully force takeaways because they're going to try to confuse your quarterback um, with with the different alignments. And so that that is essentially that that is why you run this defense. But it does like with any defense, it has its weaknesses. Um, like if you there, there's going to be soft zones you can take advantage of in the middle, inter- intermediate parts of the field.
1: Okay, um, big Tavian Robinson game.
0: Right. So or tight ends like tight ends up the seam, I think, could be huge here, especially in play action, because that middle safety is going to bite, and you got two split safeties. You can sneak a tight end up the seam. And then, like I said, attacking the edges um, of the defense, especially like if you can run outside zone well, like it can be big for you this week.
1: Here's here's another uh, line of thought uh, because it was something that you know threw our our boss off guard when he saw the headline. Uh, like when you read, like when you feel it out, it makes sense. But Kentucky's given up 16 sacks, only Akron and. I forget who else have uh, that's yeah <laughs> have given up more, and they're like, "Come on, bring the blitz on!" A lot of teams have thrown a lot of stuff at this offense. Look at the Bengals last year. But when they hold up, it, it creates explosives. I mean, look three at the touchdowns bing- last look week. We're just all right. You're blitzing.
0: Well, we're going to throw it over. Look here. at the Bengals last year. Yeah. You so want to bring pressure. Go ahead. We'll take some hits, but we're gonna we're gonna like it's like a it's like a power hitter in baseball. You can pitch to me. You might strike me out a few times, but I'm going to hit a homer. I'm going to hit home runs enough. I'm going to hit doubles into the gap enough, where we're going to we're going to score on what I when I make contact. And that's kind of the thing here. Um, the, the 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 good the the good and how explosive it is is going to outweigh the bad.
1: And so that that brings me to this point because that's one relatively big unknown because they haven't played anybody yet. Is Ole Miss going to mirror Kentucky's previous opponents? Are they going to?
0: I don't see how they don't in the beginning um, to at least try to make them – I mean, we've seen three opponents do it in a row. Um, it's not like Kentucky has lit the scoreboard on fire in those three games. Um, so I think they're going to do it again, and then once Kentucky hits a big play, they're probably going to get out of it and just play their typical um, drop drop seven most of the time, um, drop eight if you uh, – more times than you probably think they're going to, and then um, have their little pre- their five man pressure calls uh, where they're twisting linebackers, twisting ends, and stuff like that. Uh, but I do think Ole Miss has some potential, like good pass rushers. Like Cedric Johnson's a good pass rusher, number two. Um, Georgia Tech transfer Jared Ivy, number fifteen, can rush the passer a little bit. J.J. J. Auburn transfer, um, it's a pretty good interior player. So like they're gonna they're gonna create some pressure for Levis. It's just gonna make sure. That's the danger with this defense when when they create pressure and then knowing where all the safeties are, uh, mm-hmm. and how they're playing. That's 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 the danger. Um, so getting the well, ball out quick, I think, is going to be big early and really just hitting that place so they have to kind of play more traditionally um, would help. I think Kentucky probably wouldn't hate if they wanted to blitz six every time.
1: They could be without their leading tackles for loss guy, Kari Coleman. Um, he's mm-hmm. probably out, and then. Uh, it I, I I don't know his name. They just they've called him number three. But their top safety got a targeting Otis in, the Reese. in the first half.
0: Oh, that's Otis Reese. Yeah, yeah he's he, kind of uh, their he's their nickel clash overhang defender. Kind of they bring him in the bo- like he's going to be in the box a lot. He's he's going sure to get twelve score.
1: tackles a game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that it, it clean up all the mistakes in the run game. Having him out that is huge. Um, that is huge. And I think first half. Yeah, that it gets back to your first half point and. And ultimately, when handicapping this, this game, when I just start taking step backs from just, just abroad – I mean, we've been getting into the nitty-gritty when breaking down this whole Miss football team. But taking steps back and looking at it from 10,000 feet, it goes back to what Lane Kiffin was saying at SEC Media Days when he was really sandbagging this crew because there's so much unknown. 18 guys in the transfer portal. A lot of them are starting at very important positions. There's just a lot more known qualities yeah. with this Kentucky football team than there was it with this Ole Miss team. Like, I just, I, I, the variance is so much lower. The floor is so much higher with this Kentucky team. Whereas, like, I know things can get a little wonky if you, if you start turning the ball over like crazy, right? But if you throw the turnovers or the injuries, like the, the big game changing type, type stuff, all this uh, out the window, Kentucky plays a relatively clean game. I
0: just think they're a far, Better team. Yeah. First off, they're like Ole Miss has the ingredients of every year we see a team get off the hot start, high ranking, and the bottom falls out, and then you look up, they're five and seven, six and six at the end of the year. I think Ole Miss has those ingredients this year shaky quarterback play, very, very run heavy, but that's not going to last against better teams. A defense that overwhelms some bad opponents, but has obvious holes, I think. Um, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Just a lot yeah. of exchange there. Um, and you mentioned take care of the ball. like against. And this may be another reason why the spread is what it is. Kentucky's 2-8 and eight ATS and SEC West Road games. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only scored over 20 points once in these games, Nick, and that was Stoops' first year. <laughs> 2013.
1: The Jalen Whitlow uh, onside kick at uh... – Yeah, they lay <laughs> eggs,
0: and they, they play sloppy um, last year. Four turnovers at Mississippi State. Can't get the run game going at all. Will Levis doesn't – play plays one of his worst games of the year. 2019, total hangover game. So, Sawyer, Reese, or so, Sawyer, Reese. Sawyer Smith throws a pick six, first series, game's over. Mm-hmm. You know, 2017, go down there and just get thumped by a good Mississippi, Mississippi State team.
1: That was hilarious though when Vince Marrow was just chewing everybody's ass out while we were mm-hmm. in the media room night right next to him. So there was at least one yeah, one funny moment. Twenty fifteen, it or, was the beginning of,
0: you know, a long losing streak to Mississippi State. Twenty fourteen. Like, get thumped at LSU. Offense never has a prayer. I mean, it's just a long A and M, twenty eighteen. Offense was just gone awful. dreadful. So bad. And you still almost won the game. So like mm-hmm. they're do a good offensive performance here. Uh, they need to play well on offense. Like I think it's a big week for Rich Scangarello. Uh, you got your guy back now. It's time to, you know. They've been a little underwhelming through the first few weeks. That's but Levis is playing really good, so people are kind of ignoring that. Um and all he has offensive line, but now it's the time like that they, they need to get going here. Like they need to start going on a run. And this is a big week. Scangarello versus a new play caller. Like he needs to win that head to head matchup. You got the quarterback, you got the running back and you got good receivers, you need to go put points up on this old Miss defense. There's no excuse. Like, you need to go and score points
1: here. Yeah. Uh,
0: and so, like, I think it's a big week for him. And so, I just need to see how that all shakes out. And it's a great – like, this is the moment for Will Levis. You know, Florida game, you just kind of hung in there. You won it. You, you played well, but you didn't go win the game. This feels like a moment, like, go go show them why why you're going to be – while you're pushing for number one pick status. Yeah. Um, go make sure the- You got a full assortment of weapons now. You've got a running game. Like, go. Go show show, show us why why you are considered a dude by people in the scouting community.
1: McShay will be down there uh, big time. Really love uh, having McDonough and Todd Blackledge. Like, yeah, one it's of a great group. Most, most underrated just broadcasting crews, period. I mean, and
0: you're going to have – this they should have the sky cam nick
1: oh yeah so
0: um for me personally i'm going to get to go back and watch the all 22 of this game which i am very excited about (laughs) and you're going to have like all the all the fancy cameras and it's going to be a very very good broadcast and like remember how they talked up richardson for the florida game it's going to be like levis is getting that treatment this week we've already had uh, Chris Rollo wrote a big feature on him on ESPN.com. Yeah. Somebody,
1: Levis told us he is gonna Saturday he goes, is going he to be the broadcast. Yeah. yeah,
0: he is going to be the broadcast. Yeah,
1: so Levis, go make it happen. Go be our next great superstar at quarterback for Kentucky. Look it, I'm I'm fired up for this weekend. It's gonna be a little different watching from home. I I'm on baby watch, so I can't be down there in Oxford. But I know that you will be holding. Uh, the torch high for the KSR crew. Uh, you got this. You got
0: this. I will be the one of many KSR people there, but I will be the only one working. i want love to probably have more KSR people at one
1: game, but we'll have fewer people working <laughs> than ever
0: before. I know, but so everybody else, I'm gonna have fun still, but yeah, I'll be yeah. uh, won't we'll have, have much as much tailgate fun and it'll be grinding, but. It's all worth it. I'm uh, very, very excited, Nick. I think it's just a, I think it's a great opportunity for Kentucky. The way I break the down the game, I just think Kentucky's better. I think they're going to go win. I think there's potential paper tiger here in Ole Miss. I think you look at Kentucky's pass defense, we've seen the ball production, 20 pass breakups, three interceptions. We haven't seen the big interception game yet. We had two at Richardson, but they're due a 3-4 interception game. Dart has a high PBU INT rate since he started. Like I could see them picking him off. Three times mm-hmm. if, they, if Ole Miss has to get a little pass happy, I um, mean I think Kentucky's going to stop the run and it becomes they become easier to defend if Evans isn't in there. It just that just is what it is. Become easier to defend if he can't go, even if he's limited. I mean if he's playing on a hip pointer one week later, that's it's typically like a two week injury to recover from. Those suck too. If you've ever had yeah, it's one, it's going to bother
1: him all year, right? They they suck so bad. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like that and turf toe are like the two most underrated like. These things don't sound that bad, but they're just the worst thing ever.
0: Yeah, and um, then, you know, you got C-Rod. You should be able to run the ball better this week. Like They ran for, I think, 140 non sack yards against Florida, right at five yards per. I don't think it's crazy to expect them to get, like, 160, 170 non sack yards with Rodriguez. They, that's what they probably get at Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the sack numbers make it look a lot worse in that the damn punt snap. Um, you look in the box score, like you're going to look back 10 years and think Florida totally stopped the run when really that wasn't the case. Like They eliminated the run, but Kentucky had success on the ground, especially in that second half. Uh, so, yeah, I just think there's a lot there. I think Kentucky should go down there and win this game, I really do.
1: Mm. Love that energy, bucket. it. Absolutely love it. Um, I've got nothing else left on the game other than Lane, it's, it's been a treat. But um, can't wait to kick your ass. He's due for one. Cats are 0-2. Yeah, that's him. a – I mean, they, and they've both been just like – Heartbreakers. Crazy heartbreakers too. corn. Yeah, so you had last year's game – or two years' game, excuse me, during the COVID year we had Miss PAT in overtime. And then it was his one year at Tennessee where – Oh, should. Nice. Was that, that wasn't the Randall Cobb game though, was
0: it? Yeah, they didn't get ball to Cobb. God, team. that one. They were down three or whatever. And that one's tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and then and then Nick. Oh, Miss has beat Kentucky the last two in Lexington. But they were a dog in each, so the dog has won outright in the series, roll dog. Ooh. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um really, really weird that this they played three in Lexington since they played one in Oxford. Yeah. 2011, <laughs> 2017, 2020.
1: Really weird. Really weird how the schedules work out. Stoops joked about it on the teleconference today. He's like, "Yeah, I've been to Bama like four times, and I'm just now going to Oxford." Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Give me a freaking break here. Yeah. So um, I just it's another Kentucky or uh, Ole Miss as a home favorite of a touchdown LS under Lane Kiffin, or just a a regular favorite as a touchdown LS. on um, one and four against the spread under Kiffin. Hmm. The only uh, cover was against Tennessee which really probably should have been a loss last year. (laughs) Their mustard game. And then Kentucky in their last five, as a dog of seven or less, four and one against the spread, four outright wins. So there's trends going Kentucky's favor if you just want to ignore the SEC West um, (laughs) thing. You know, for Kentucky, it's all going to be about getting a run game going and just don't let Levis become a punching bag back there in the pocket on dropbacks. Limit the run game and make Jackson Dart beat you. I think that's the winning recipe for the Big Blue this weekend.
1: Well, we've got it cooked up for you. Have a safe trip down to Oxford, as well as all of you all around the Big Blue Nation. Maybe you're listening to us on the way down there. We appreciate you tuning in, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on KSR YouTube channel. we got so much good stuff going up there right now, so make sure you're subscribed to it all. And we'll be back again next week. 11 personnel on Wednesday nights. Until then, go Cats and go Kroger.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in
1: line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.